Coming up on The Potter's Touch. A hard thing is hard to get out. It's hard to get out because it always has reasons. It always justifies itself. It carries a license. I have a reason to be like this. My father was like this. I have a reason to be like this. He cheated on me. I have a reason to be like that. She left me. I have a reason to be like this. She doesn't love me. I have a reason. It has 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 a license. When everything has a license, you can't confiscate the weapon because you've given it a license. This is the Grace and peace be multiplied unto you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I am Bishop T.D. Jakes, the senior pastor of the Potter's House. It is with all humility and joy that I come into your home today to share a word that I believe God gave me for you. The message is called Blinded by Rage. Your house can't be healed if the person in the house doesn't get healed. You're asking God to heal things while you are contributing to the problem. Get rid of the rage. Set yourself up for the healing power of the Holy Spirit. Let's go to the Word of God, if you dare, and allow God to talk to you, not just about your situation, but perhaps He wants to speak to you about you. Take a look. There are three triplets born out of domestic violence, whether that violence is expressed or not expressed. One of them is physical rage. The other one is verbal rage. And the third one is emotional rage, physical rage, verbal rage, and emotional rage. Now, some of them are obvious. Physical rage, control issues, tantrums of the soul. Physical rage, there you are, 30 years old, having a tantrum, breaking up something you paid for. Got to pay for it again. Throw up all kinds of stuff in your house, in front of your child, that you chastise for acting like that, not recognizing that he's imitating your behavior. You're trying to teach young people to have to respect authority while you abuse their mother or their father. And the child cannot figure out how to process rage without looking at the example you set because we learn from the environment we're in. Now, my family is, is a boisterous family. My wife's family, uh, you have to take their pulse to know they're breathing. When our families got together for dinner for the first time, it was like Jekyll was sitting on one side and Hyde was sitting on the other. Because my family, when we get excited about anything, we look like we're going to kill each other. Is my sister right here with the pink on. And when we get to talking, and if you would just, if you couldn't hear what we were saying, you would think it was going to be domestic violence, and we could be having a good time. Shut your mouth. You crazy. Get out. What? That's how we do it. Her family walked in, they thought. Mama didn't tell us to do it like that. That's how they did it. So we learned how to express the same feelings that her family has. And they're sitting up there talking about, that's interesting. <laughs> We're talking about the same thing. We're having the same feelings. But how we express it is how we saw it. So whatever example you put up, the benchmark you put up in front of your kids is the benchmark they're going to emulate. So if they see daddy having a tantrum, 
Don't expect him to sit calm in class, in school, or anywhere else. And by the way, expect your daughter to marry somebody who treats her like you treated her mother. And don't go running out the house with a gun after him unless you're going to point it at yourself because you did it. Oh, it's going to be rough. I told you now. I didn't want to do this when you told me to do this because I knew they were going to sit there and look at me like this. I want to talk about verbal rage. Verbal rage isn't necessarily just cursing and it's not necessarily screaming. It's the things that you know will hurt me and you say them to hurt me. Stripping me of my dignity, stripping me of my pride, going where you're not supposed to go, stripping the person of self-respect. Verbal rage. In a moment of transparency, I open up and expose my vulnerability. And in a moment of anger, you use what I exposed against me. Oh, it's quiet. You belittle the one God called you to build up. Even if you have no spouse, this will help you. This will help you with your kids, it'll help you with your grandkids, it'll help you with your neighbors, and it may help you with what went wrong. Because we all have our weapons. Silence is as much a weapon as being loud is. Verbal abuse. I don't have to curse you to tell you you're fat and you're ugly and you always have been ugly and you're just a big hat wearing ugly... You think those words don't have power? It's funny when I say it in a joking sense, but when it comes from the mouth of somebody I have given my all to, you think those words don't have power? You think those words won't stay longer than you? Outlive you, outlast you? Those words will be there forever. Words have power. When you say certain things to children, they have power. You dumb, you just like your father. Those words have power. Those words grow up and manifest in behavior. And the crazy thing to me, having pastored for years, I've gotten to watch several generations grow up. I've seen people do it to their kids and then come in my office crying, talking about, I don't know what's wrong with this girl. Yes, you do. You are getting the fruit of your lips. She is manifesting what you said. Verbal abuse. We're Christians. We ought to know the power of words. The power of words. The power of speech. I'm wondering, is your mouth a deadly concealed weapon? You need a license for that thing. Y'all normally shut me down by now. <laughs> then there's emotional rage. And this, this is what I slipped into. This is a result of not finding a way to communicate what you're frustrated about. Emotional rage is where you lock down emotionally. I know you need it. I even have it. But because I have shut down what I'm angry about, I have also shut down what I would love to give you. 
Because the problem with the locked door is nothing gets out. So when you don't communicate, nothing comes out. Even positive things don't come out. So you have emotional rage. Emotional rage leads to emotional abandonment. This is what women don't understand about men. He can come home every night and he has left you three years ago. Just because our bodies come home doesn't mean that our emotions come home. Emotional abandonment is trauma, especially to somebody who breathes in the air of your affection. Asphyxiated by your silence. Asphyxiated because it's been years since you touched me or held me or laughed at me with, without warning anything back, just, just making me feel safe and secure. And maybe you didn't beat them and maybe you didn't cuss them. You just denied them. Ecclesiastes 7 and 9 says something I want you to consider. Ecclesiastes 7 and 9. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry. Don't be quick to be angry. Don't let that be your default mechanism where you quickly become angry and hostile. Don't be quick in your spirit to think evil. Quick in your spirit to get revenge. Quick in your spirit to go vent on somebody. Quick, quick. You don't even have all the facts. You heard, I thought you didn't even ask the other person. Shut up. You don't know yet. Don't be quick to be angry. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry. For, this is what you got to get for anger. Resteth in the bosom of fools. Anger resteth in the bosom of fools. God said if you are a person that can get angry and stay angry, God said you're a fool. Anger resteth in the bosom of fools. First time I read that scripture, I closed the Bible and went to bed. I thought, okay, that's enough. Thank you, Jesus. Anger resteth in the bosom of fools. How could you be angry longer than the incident lasted? You've been angry three years over something that took three minutes. Some of you have been living with somebody you've been angry with for the last 10 years. They haven't seen you. They haven't seen you. Your love, your compassion, your creativity, your thoughtfulness, they have not seen who they married. They may not even divorce who they married. You may look like the person you married. Haven't seen them for 10 years. Because anger has rested in the, in the bosom of fools. One of the hardest things to get out is a heart thing. A heart thing is hard to get out. It's hard to get out because it always has reasons. It always justifies itself. It carries a license. 
I have a reason to be like this. My father was like this. I have a reason to be like this. He cheated on me. I have a reason to be like that. She left me. I have a reason to be like this. She doesn't love me. I have a reason. It has 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 a license. When everything has a license, you can't confiscate the weapon because you've given it a license. Still to come on the Potter's Touch. When was the last time that your heart escaped the clutches of your anger and you were free to lift your hands and open your mouth and glorify God? When was the last time that your soul escaped out of the snare of the fowler? When was the last time that you opened your mouth and lift your hands and begin to praise God till you lost sight of what you had on or who you came with or what was going to happen at work Monday or what people thought about you? When was the last time that you cried unto God? When? Women are into spiritual warfare. They're in a fight going on between you and the devil. If you had been like you used to be, you would have gone crazy, but you got some kind of crazy peace. This is the peace of God. I'm in pain. They said, do you want me to call a doctor? I said, do you know Jesus? What's your call? His name. Exposure. Courage. Knowledge. Positioning. P-E-C-K. We will have healing and restoration if we know what else. Let's go to the scripture. Go to Genesis 49, 5 through 7. Now the father is about to die and he's talking to his sons and he's gathered them around the bed and most of them he gave different kinds of blessings. But when he came to Simeon and Levi, he said, Simeon and Levi are brethren, instruments of cruelty. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitation. Oh, my soul, come not thou into their secret, unto their assembly. Mine honor be thou united. For in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they dig down a wall. Because they were angry, the people got killed. And because you were self-will, they dug down a wall. Your stubbornness is tearing down walls that's affected more people than you. Cursed be their anger. For it was fierce and their wrath, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. One of the things he's upset with Simeon and Levi about is because when the men of Shechem raped Dinah, Simeon and Levi went against their father, contrived to get even, talked the men into being circumcised, and then destroyed them while they were bleeding. Have you ever killed somebody while they were bleeding? caught them down and took advantage of them, knew they needed you and you attacked them, set them up for the kill. Cursed be their anger. Now they're old men, they're grown men, and the old man is getting ready to die, and they are still cursed. They miss their blessing because of their anger. How many blessings have you lost because of your anger? How many jobs have you lost 
because of your anger? How many women have you lost because of your anger? How many good men have you drove away because of your anger? My God, look at your kids. Did your anger have something to do with the outcome in that house? Cursed be their anger. Somebody holler, cursed be their anger. The word curse speaks to the end of a thing. He didn't cuss their anger. He cursed their anger. Cursed be their anger. Cursed, when your curse speaks to an end of a thing. You will not end well because of your anger. You see, cursed be their anger. Anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Cursed be their anger. Are you losing things because you are still angry? Some of you are angry at people who are dead. You're angry at people who have moved away. You're angry at people who are locked up in jail. And you, but the curse is on you. Which brings me to my next great point. Anger kills its landlord. Anger kills its landlord. Numbers 29 through 12. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord and he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said unto them, here now ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hands and with his rod, he smote the rock twice. And the waters came out abundantly and the congregation drank and their beasts also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, because ye believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I swear I had given you. And Moses died in the wilderness because he was angry. Anger kills its landlord. Was Moses God's man? Absolutely. Was Moses anointed? Absolutely. Was Moses gifted? Absolutely. Was Moses chosen? Absolutely. But all of his life, Moses had an anger problem. All of his life, Maybe it's because of his unsettled childhood. Maybe it's because of something that happened in the palace. I don't know. I don't know all of his details. But I do know that Moses got into stuff that he didn't need to get into and it always messed him up. He jumped in a fight between the Hebrews and the Egyptians and ended up murdering a man and had to flee the palace. And it delayed him 40 years from his assignment because he was a hothead. He was right about the conflict between them, but angry people, when anger controls, you can be right about the point, but wrong about the method. And anytime you're right wrong, it delays you. Right wrong, right wrong. I'm right, but I'm wrong. I'm wrong, but I'm right. And all of a sudden, I spent 40 years. How old are you? I spent 40 years. Delayed because anger kills its landlord. And there, after 40 years, it took him 40 years to calm down enough to hear God again. And then God shows up to the angry man in a burning bush. God said, You think you got fire? I got fire. 
Moses, Moses, take off your shoes. For the ground you stand on is holy ground. And all of a sudden, Moses reassumes his assignment. And he does good to down to the end of the next 40 years. And then that old devil comes back and knocks at the door and says, see, we all have a devil to fight, a particular devil to fight. And Moses is frustrated and Moses is tired. He's had moments of weakness, moments where he even argued with God. Moses would get up in God's face and say, they're not my people, they're your people. He'd had moments of anger, but he'd overcome them. But the big one came because he was tired of dealing with thirsty people. They kept needing more from him, and he felt limited. And he was tired. Be careful of when you're tired. Be careful of when you're tired. And he had been with God. He'd just come from being with God. And he comes right out there and runs into frustration and smites the rock twice. How could you just come out of the presence of God and go crazy? I know. How could you shout all over the church and fuss at people in the parking lot? Catch me, I'm slain in the spirit. After 120 years, he gets up to it. He sees it. But he never gets to go into, it took him 120 years to get to Mount Nebo. And he could only look at it. He could not go in. Because anger kills its landlord. How do I kill it? It begins with admitting that you have it in all of its forms that it hides in, in your silence, in your emotional emptiness. All of that is different forms of your anger, in your depression and your lethargic attitude. All of its different forms of your anger. You gotta admit it, I'm angry. And once you admit it, you have got to be able to talk, manage, not mute. Talk, man, open your mouth. Speak. Take the risk of being vulnerable. You won't die from being vulnerable. You will die from being angry. Go get what the devil is trying to steal from you. Get it back if you have to cry, if you have to crawl, if you have to humble yourself, get it back. It is not about their reaction to you. It is about your freedom of awareness of who you are. Whatever they do back, it don't make any difference. You are you. You are free. Now, you can be angry and come to church. And you can be angry and sing in the choir, and you can be angry and pass in the church, and you can be angry and preach. You can be angry and sing. You can be angry and praise the Lord. The Bible said, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. But you cannot be angry and worship. 
And it may be the reason that you don't enjoy worship is that worship requires that you open up. And you've been closed so long on the inside that you really don't know. When was the last time you got in the presence of God and worshiped God till tears were running down your face? When was the last time you got lost in the presence of God till the Holy Spirit was able to touch your soul, not your image, but God was able to touch your soul? When was the last time that you got in his presence and you lost all track of time because you were alone with God? When was the last time that you opened up your heart and deep calls on the deep at the noise of that water spouts, oh God, I bless. As the deer panteth at the water brook, so pant I after thee, oh God. When was the last time that you just lifted your hands and you were a friend to expose your heart with all of his yings and all of his yangs and all of his issues but you said just as I am without one plea but then thy blood was shed for me O Lamb of God I come to thee when was the last time that your heart escaped the clutches of your anger and you were free to lift your hand and open your mouth and glorify God when was the last time that your soul escaped out of the snare of the fowler when was the last time that you opened your mouth and lift your hand and begin to praise God till you lost sight of what you had on or who you came with or what was going to happen at work Monday or what people thought about you when was the last time that you cried unto God when when was the last time? When? When was the last time? I know you come to church, but when was the last time the church came to you? I wish I had somebody that would worship God, an organist that would play the organ, somebody that would clap their hands, somebody that would lift their hands in the presence of God. I wish I had more time. That's a big subject. But I thank God that I was able to get some of it over to you in times like these. You've been locked up for years. Your love, your peace, your joy has been locked up. But I have a key for you today. Worship. Whenever you worship God, the bands are loose and the chains fall off. Why don't you walk in freedom and not in rage? May God bless you till we meet again. I don't know how much more I can take. This job? Pressure. Man, I I really thought this relationship was getting better. Pressure. I love my daughter. I do. But I I can't be mommy 24 hours a day. I just don't have any help. Pressure. Jesus says, he makes an invitation. He says, cast all your cares on me. Because I care about you. We understand that pressure is all around us, and we all need a way to deal with it. For your gift of any size, you will receive Pressure on CD from Bishop Jake's revolutionary series, Breaking Through. No wonder the devil is trying to get you to shut your mouth, because he knows if you cry, God will open up the windows of heaven. And when your gift is $70 or more, you will receive Breaking Through, trading earthly perspective for kingdom reality on three DVDs. I will not be distracted. I will not get discouraged. I will let God use this pressure to propel me into my destiny. And when your gift is $120 or more, you will receive the Breaking Through three-message DVD set. 
as well as the best of Bishop Jake's book collection in hardback that includes Destiny by T.D. Jakes, Faithing It by Cora Jakes Coleman, and Dear Mary by Sarah Jakes Roberts. Get ready for a breakthrough today. Did I love all the miracles in the Bible? The one we see most often in the New Testament is Jesus opening blinded eyes. And when I looked at the times in my own life that I've been angry, sometimes I was angry and I didn't even know it. Sometimes I lost things that I was meant to keep because I didn't know how to manage my own emotions. And the Lord told me to tell you that he's giving sight to the blind. This is- 